Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. and welcome to the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Jennifer Smith. We have been married 15 years and have five sweet children who are growing up way too fast. We love God and we love marriage. And we love to be honest about it all. Marriage is not always a walk in the park, but we do believe it has a powerful purpose. So our goal here is to open up the conversation to talk about our faith and our marriage. Especially in light of the gospel. We certainly don't have all the answers, but if you stick around, we may just make you laugh. But our hope is to encourage you to chase boldly after God's purpose for your life together. This is Marriage After God. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron. And Jen. Jennifer. Jen, Jen. So, so glad you're here. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be diving into a talk about our chicken coop. I told you not to be weird. <laughs> I told you. Guys. The problem is when, when we, you tell no, me not to be. When we went to go start, I said, I please don't be weird. weird. <laughs> okay. But we're not just talking about chicken coops, like a know-how, more so like what we learned about working together and finishing something hard. Because right? it was very difficult, this chicken coop. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by our book set, 31 Prayers for My Future Husband and Wife. Well, there's the 31 Prayers for My Future Husband and the 31 Prayers for My Future Wife. Now, most of you listening are probably already married, so you won't need this set, but you probably know someone who would benefit from it, like a teenager in your life, niece, nephew, a friend. Uh, these books include 31 prayer days of prayer for a person desiring to get married one day. So um, maybe they're currently single or maybe they're already engaged. Uh, this book set will be a blessing to to them to read and pray through. So if you are single listening right now or in a serious relationship but not yet married, or if you know someone who'll be excited about these books, please go to shop.marriageaftergod.com or Amazon to check it out. Awesome. So what... Um, I feel like I'm getting better at those. You are getting better at those. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but there's something that's coming up that's pretty important. I know. I've, I haven't cried about it yet, but there's something very significant about our oldest son turning 10. Yeah, he's no longer in the second or the single digits. Yeah. And he's he never will be again. Digits. Yeah. This is like a huge deal. Can you believe it? Yeah. And as he said, he, he will be in triple digits when he's turns a hundred. <laughs> so that's awesome. he's going to be in the double digits for quite a while. Okay. So I don't know if we already mentioned this, but like 10 years ago, we read Love Does by Bob Goff. It came out the same year that he was born. And so he was a baby. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically getting so excited about the part of the book where he talks about taking his kids on these 10-year-old adventures. So if you've read the book, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's my favorite part of the book, actually. Yeah. It's what stuck with us. You know, sometimes you read something and it just totally sticks. Well, we've talked about it every year with every kid's birthday, and we remind each other how great this will be, and we've like prepared ourselves for it. <laughs> Until it comes up, and you're like, oh. oh wow, that's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. So, well, we know that we know Elliot, and we've talked to him enough to know that his ultimate dream excursion would probably be to South America, South America, right? South America, tropical snakes, po deadly poisonous things. Yep. Some, Birds. Something is stuck with that kid that South America is like dream world for him. I don't know. Yeah. The rainforest. And I would love well, to take him to Brazil. You know what it probably day. is, is he, Aaron has shared stories with him from Brazil when you went on your trip. So he probably connects to you with that. But he just, he wants it. Okay. But we're not taking him to South America. <laughs> no, we thought about it. And we're like, I'm not taking son out of the country right now. Not yet. But we were like, well, what's comparable? What's like, where is there somewhere kind of. Gives you that tropical feeling. 
maybe not in this season, but like <laughs> most seasons, <laughs> what we thought about was Florida. Yeah. And he's actually mentioned he wants to go there. Also, his ideal would be, of course, South America. But I think Florida, in his mind, it matches all those things. There's palm. He always he has this thing about palm trees. So real quick, where do dreams like that come from? Because like when you're a kid, you have you well, he's been learning over the years. But I mean, like, where does the basis for something like that kind of stem up from? I'm just I have no idea. But something there's something in his heart that he desires. Maybe it's because we live in a place that gets cold. He, he just wants the something. complete opposite. He wants like, yeah, <laughs> whatever's the opposite, I guess. But this, what's funny is he also loves the snow and all this stuff. But yeah. there's something about him. He just, he wants to go see some poisonous snakes and he wants to go I'm see just some saying, colorful like, birds. Kids have preferences and I just always get curious on like what sets them on that, yeah. you know, that path or that thing. We that should mention them. to everyone listening, just in case they ever mentioned to our son, this is a surprise. Oh, like they, friends of ours listening. And they can't tell him. Uh, he doesn't know. So Not until um, it happens. What's going to happen is he's going to wake up. Aaron's going to wake him up early on his birthday and surprise him with a few days in Florida. And you guys are going to go explore. And where are you going to take him? Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to do some things. We're going to eat some alligator and we're going to go. Okay. We're going to go. Uh, what are those airboat rides? Like the swamp rides. Yeah. I, and, I don't know if it's going to be beach weather necessarily, but it might be beach weather for us. Because we're like have no in cold weather. And if it, if it's 70, we'll probably go to the beach. So. Um, and we're like a National Park family. It's like we always try and hit them up wherever we go. We have the game, the National Park game. What National Park are you going to take them to? The Everglades. Cool. I and really hope I've that never been. Out. I've never been that far south. We, we lived in Florida for a little bit. We never went this far south. Yeah, why not? I don't know. Oh, we were broke. That's what it was. Yeah, gas, <laughs> gas money. We were broke. We should have explored Florida while we were leaving. But we're, I'm going to take them there. And uh, it's, it's going to be, be a few fun. days. Um, so it's not like a, you know... It's not a cost-effective type birthday. It's in a, it's he only a, gets in, one. It's in a, um, a splurge. He only gets one. <laughs> yeah, one 10-year-old birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But then when he's like 20, he gets to take me on a trip. So we'll talk about that on the trip. What are you most excited to do? Because I'm jealous. I'm over here going, man, I should have been the one. I'm excited about all the stuff, of course. But like, I'm mostly excited about uh, having a few days just alone with Elliot. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be, I think that's what he's going to be most excited about. Because we always do stuff like as a family and there's five kids. And so it's yeah. a constant, loud, busy. Well, and trying situation. to split attentions and all the things and, and our kids feel it. And I think it's going to be a really awesome thing. A little break up. Just to have a few days yeah. and where he knows it's just me and him. I'm not going to bring my computer. I'm not going to, I'm going to have my phone, of course, but it's not going to be a work trip. Nothing like that. Just me and him. Cool. So I'm mostly excited just about the hours with him. What kind of questions are you going to ask him? Or like, do you know? I don't Gosh, know. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm ask gonna, him if he has any questions. That's He's actually really good at questions. He's a good conversationalist. Yeah, so I'll ask him a lot to ask me questions. Um, <laughs> but I, I do, I want to, I kind of want to know who he's becoming. Yeah. kind of man he's becoming. I want to cool. explore that with him. So awesome. I'm excited for that. But the, on some more important topics. Chicken coops. Chicken coops. Do you guys even yeah. want to hear about chicken coops? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's funny that people are probably like, what are they talking about? But well, you know what? We we do normal things in this life and sometimes not no, so normal things, but all things we know God can use mm-hmm. and God does. And he's used it, used these things in our life and turns them into podcasts, <laughs> turns them into podcast episodes. And that's what's most important here. Is okay. How did we tie chicken coops into this idea of encouragement for finishing a hard thing. Cause that's really what we're getting at is as a married couple, how do you do hard things? Well, and I, and that's a good question. That's the question to ask because all of us, everyone listening, we have, there's things that just pop up in life. They're pretty unextraordinary things, but they have real effects on us emotionally, spiritually, mentally challenges. They're difficult. Yeah. And, and as we always talk about, how do we, deal with these things. What, you know, what is God using these things to draw up in us and pull mm. out of us? And I think that's yeah. what we're trying to talk about today is what is God, what, what was God showing us in well, the when building we were, of this chicken coop? And when we were talking about drawing this into an episode, uh, I think the hardest part just right off the bat about this whole process was we didn't know exactly what we were doing. It wasn't like we had plans. We, we were kind of I've never built a chicken coop before. We've never built it before. We've never had chickens before. And we had this space in our backyard that we were kind of stuck in a box to use, in, so to speak. We wanted to. We wanted to, yeah. And we'll so. get into that a little bit. But it's 
this thing is not your ordinary run of the mill <laughs> chicken coop. Why can't we just do ordinary things sometimes? We okay. don't do ordinary things. Have, we, everything we do is extraordinary, Jennifer. I had a friend call it the chicken Taj Mahal. <laughs> it's this thing is not small. So big. But I, uh, I I told a friend of mine while you were out there building it one day. I took a, a snapshot and I sent it to a friend and I said, if Aaron just ran plumbing out there, we could rent it out on Airbnb for chicken lovers. <laughs> I made the same joke without knowing you made that joke. Yeah, to the guys. Because <laughs> it's funny. this thing is 400 square feet. And, I, and I'm only saying that because that's to, to show the scale of what we're yeah. doing. I didn't realize. But we also don't have like four chickens. We have a lot we of chickens. We have 23 currently. Yeah. yeah. We've been watching a lot of YouTube on like how to, well, even just how to basic chicken. DIY chicken. How do you do yeah. chickens and how do you build coops and how do you take care of them? And Apparently there's a, there's a lot of videos. And there's this thing called chicken math. And everyone who owns chickens, I guess, knows that you can't just start out with one, two, well, or four. you tell four. yourself you're going to get three and you're like, but you know what? You end up with 30. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and that's where we're at right now. Apparently, some people in our family really like the chickens. Well, it started off with me wanting zero chickens <laughs> and now we have 23. Don't so give away how does that story. Math, no, we're not there yet. <laughs> okay. So do you want to explain real quick the, the shed and the post ordeal now, like what it was and what happened? Okay. Yeah. So let me give you some backstory. <clears throat> we bought this property and on the property was a shop. It, it, it had all these, it's a, what do you call a pole barn? Yeah. It's got eight poles on the ground, concreted in, and then all this sheet metal around it. And it was already here. But we had to take it down. We had to take it down. It was a part of our, you know, permitting to get the house, to build the house. And so when we were getting towards the end of building the house, I literally spent two weeks taking every piece of it apart, unscrewing every screw, taking every piece of sheet metal down, um, taking every piece of wood down. And the whole time we're trying to recover every bit of material we can. Because we knew we had projects around the house that we wanted to use it for. Lots of things. We're like, oh, tree houses and chicken coops and woodsheds and bunk beds and all these things. And if anyone out there has been doing any projects, lumber is just crazy expensive. And so I'm thinking, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep all of this as I I can. And we took, I took the whole thing apart, stacked it all up next to our um, garage and waited to use it. And we had all these these posts in the ground, concreted in, just sitting there waiting for us to do something with. And my thought was, I don't want to waste these posts. They're already here. They're already kind of like shaped out. Why don't we just build our coop into Yeah, like this? the ground was level and clear, so it made the most sense. And originally, we were going to kind of split this shop in half and say half of it was going to be a chicken coop, half would be maybe a greenhouse. And, you know, as we're going to talk about- We got about, really excited about yeah, the space we could provide for our chickens. <laughs> we're like, we can give these chickens the best life ever. <laughs> So that's kind of the backstory of what, why this thing is so big. Uh, it's, a, it's the size of the shop. <laughs> it was the shop. It's smaller than the shop. It, it was going to be 40 by 20 because that's how deep it was. It was 20-ish feet deep. But now it's 40 by 10 because we took some of the posts and moved them. Which we, a large portion of it is the run. Is, yeah, it's most of it is this chicken run. And then a small part is this is the coop. And so that's kind of the backstory on our little chicken coop. And we wanted to share that we hope that by sharing our, our story, we're not just talking about like how we did this thing, uh, but we are, we're not giving DIY tips. <laughs> I mean, they, if they hear any that they want to use, that's fine. <laughs> that's our next podcast. Idea, but, DIY no. projects around the house. <laughs> no, but the importance of this episode is that you guys can apply any wisdom that we gained in building this project. Um, but Hopefully. we gained it in hindsight. <laughs> We look back and we're like, well, how could we have done that? Yeah. Anyways, as we share it with you, we just hope that it blesses your marriage um, because we all know that we do hard things in marriage, right, Erin? Well, just in life. Yeah, just there's, in life, there's yeah. lots of hard things. So it will inevitably come up like a DIY project, a job, mm-hmm. a ministry opportunity, or just raising our kids. Just raising our kids? <laughs> the hardest project we got going on is our kids. But we do hard yeah. things. And that's something that we tell our kids. Um, and so that's something that's, that is a, it's like a unintended bonus phrase that doing we, this. That's like a phrase that we sh- yeah our, tell our kids. We tell our kids, we, we do hard things. No, we say we're the Smiths. We do hard things. Yeah. We make over, a whole over, over statement about it. Yeah. Cause we want them to do hard things when they're older. And so, um, lesson number one that we learned from this pretty large project, larger than we thought, bigger than we expected, harder than we thought. Cause I actually, in my mind, I, I, <laughs> I tend to. You minimize. I'm very positive th- thinker. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so easy. <laughs> it was not. Uh, is we do we do hard things and that's okay. 
because there's lots of hard things in life and they're good and can be good. I and should say. the reason we embrace doing hard things as a couple is because we give our children the opportunity to witness and sometimes participate in in seeing that and in seeing how a marriage can mm-hmm. work it out together. Yeah. Not only did, the, did my kids see me sweating and bleeding and all the things of taking all the metal in the wood and, and, and reco- helping you take screws out yeah, of things. and helping me take screws out and recovering all of that material and spending weeks doing that. They also experienced us taking all of that thing we did and building something and beneficial, turn, turning it into something new that we wanted. That's actually kind of beautiful. Yeah. And functional too, which is actually most important. So lesson number one, we do hard things. Okay. So I get this text from my friend midsummer and she's got these extra chickens and she needs to find them a home. Mind you, our house is not finished at this point, but there is electric, there is electricity and we've always talked about getting chickens. So I'm thinking, why not now? Yeah, well, part of the idea of the property is like, hey, we'll have some chickens and we'll use it and make we it We were in dream yeah. mode up until this point, but then it became a reality of like all an opportunity. <laughs> so Aaron says to me, no, <laughs> no. This Pretty is, much was like, this, this is not, not a good time. the right time to get some chickens. Um, so that was back in July. Today it's mid-October and... It's still not a good time to have chickens. <laughs> because... I'm being serious. Because we yeah. were talking about this, because the learning curve for us, never owning chickens before, the finances that goes into taking care of them and building this All coop, of the projects that we need to get done on the house. Everything else that we... Functional. Yeah. The requirement of doing the coop and just... The money to spend on the chickens and just... You, you had insight into all of this and you warned me. I did. But I didn't you. listen and I twisted your arm and I convinced you against And it was supposed wisdom. to be 12 chickens. Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so lesson number two here now is... it's 23. Lesson chickens. number two here, moving on in the story, <laughs> is that the things that are important up front get pushed to the back burner when you make a rash decision or or when you make a decision that's not fully thought through. When they're based on... Impulses. Impulses, emotions. Which my decision was based on impulse where you kind of just said, okay, you you leaned into my desire for I It's this. my usual stance with you. <laughs> just so everyone's listening, that's my usual stance is to give you what you want. So what's your <laughs> lesson number two here? I think it's a little bit different than everyone my else's. My lesson number two is I should... <laughs> Take, I should stand my ground sometimes when it comes to chickens. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. so I guess the point here is yeah, that what there things were... have you? What things have we had to push off that are genuinely? In, I I wouldn't say like most important, but you don't have them now because yeah. I've been working on the chicken group. Yeah, there was a couple of things inside the house once it was built that we were like, we're going to add later, like a linen closet and in going into my bathroom. There was going to be these awesome shelves, and so I was going to put my towels there. All of our there. towels sit on our. Hutch. Yeah. That's just like, <laughs> but I'm a place to okay, go. but okay. It's so we had to give some deal, things but up. That's a thing that you have to wait for. You have to weigh out the necessities is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So going into lesson three, um, but also talking about lesson two, this idea of me standing my ground and saying, no, we're not going to do chickens. I think it's more important is to be better at calculating the cost as the word says, like that the builder counts the cost that we look at, like, what does this mean if we're going to get these chickens? Cause it's easy to glamorize it and say, Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be easy. We just feed them and we put them in the little metal yeah. tin thing. And, and then my thought of, well, the chicken coop's not gonna be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also not true. Uh, is going into lesson three is that we should be more, heed more wisdom and be respectful of insight. So I, I brought up like, hey, this is not the right time. And, and I shouldn't difficult. have let pride or desire cloud my judgment and, and listening to you. Right. Because we yeah. could have looked at it and be like, well, we have all, all these right. other things that are important. Yeah. Why don't we wait until those things are done? Which would have, if we really wanted the chickens and waited, it would have pushed us. We could have been like, oh, let's get these other things done so that we can get the chickens. Right. We're in my backwards thinking. I thought if we get the chickens now, it'll push us. <laughs> We, there was a lot more stress involved on my Kind of true, <laughs> but then it, it actually, it stops us yeah. from doing the other things that were, that were also necessity important. True. Learn from us. Okay. And we weren't ready. That's another thing. Yeah. We weren't ready for them. Yeah. Which was the wisdom I gave. Yeah. Okay. So we get the chickens as babies and immediately the kids fall in love with them. And if Who would have thought 
our kids would like chickens so much. <laughs> no, and like Wyatt's out there all the time. He's just know, holding the so chickies sweet. like they're. I always ask him like, "How's your girls doing?" <laughs> and he just smiles at me. <laughs> so if there's any redemption to this story at all, it's that the kids love the chickens and have a responsible have a responsibility in caring for them. See, how could it be so wrong <laughs> when it's so right? <laughs> yeah, I never grew up with animals like that. I know. I we had like that's an another thing to consider. Actually, cat. is what we're capable <laughs> what we're capable of. You weren't, you'd never grew up around many animals. You had it, like you said, you had a few animals, but they weren't even yours. They were someone else's, right? Like your sisters or your mom's. I grew up with tons of animals. My mom took it. We were just talking to the kids so about you this. you really knew we, we, I <laughs> what did. it would take. I literally did because it's never as easy as it sounds. My mom took in everything. <laughs> she found injured squirrels and injured birds and rabbits. Lisa. And, yeah, she, my mom... She, we had every kind of animal, ferrets and parrots and rats and you just name it. We had it. Squirrels? Yeah. My mom had a, <laughs> we, we had, she nursed a squirrel back to life once. I think it was cute. Uh, so I, yeah, I do. I, I have much more experience on my side, but that's also tainted my view. And that's something we're going to talk about is this ability to transition and be able to embrace new things. But it did taint my view on animals. Mm-hmm. You would think I'd be an animal lover like my mom. I do love animals much more than you do, I would say. Or I should, learning. I'm more prone to yeah. enjoy animals. But like at the same time, I'm a little lazy now. I'm like, that's a lot of work, those animals. So I understand it. But You I'm, haven't been lazy with the chickens. No, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm growing yeah. back into this. Like, oh, I could, I can handle animals again. Someone's got to show the kids how to handle the animals. <laughs> They're better at it than I am. <laughs> like they just, they go love on those animals so much. Okay. So you kind of already men- mentioned this, but lesson four is, um, being careful when you're not prepared, like we weren't prepared to build the main coop at the time that we got yeah. everything, all the chickens. And so we wasted some of our time cause we ended up having to build a temporary coop before the main because coop they were little done. and living in these little metal tins and then they outgrew the that garage, and, we and they grow really fast. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you don't want to waste your time and you don't want to waste your resources or anything, you know, just be prepared, <laughs> be more prepared when you make the decision. Yeah, it would have it would have been better if we could have had the thing done before we got the chickens. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, like you, we also can't know. Yeah, we were we're learning. We're learning, and you know what? Chickens are really resilient. They did. They've been great. Now yeah, they are. I'm not so much. They they're having a hard time going you, in the coop because they've lived out out of a coop. So that's for not so what long. I was going to mention. I was <laughs> going to mention that they were free range for a little bit because the temporary coops were small, and so we let them out in the yard during the day. Yeah, they, they only stayed. At, they everywhere. only stayed at night in the in these little temporary coops just to protect them, and then we would let them out free range. They pooped everywhere. And every once in a while, if the slider, the sliding door got left open, we'd hear a kid yell, there's a chicken in the house. Not a chicken. There were several times that there was like a flock no. in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, there was. I'm not kidding. You guys did not <laughs> I had to like wipe up the poop. I had to you like. You guys did not tell me that. I'm glad you didn't tell me that. <laughs> they oh, like, they, man. when they're out, they come up to the, the sliding glass door and it's like, they want it. Like, they're like, what are you guys they're doing? Very, they peck at the glass. They're very friendly chickens. Like they very follow us around. They just want to play. We think they're hungry, but really they just want to be near us <laughs> yeah. and want to be held. It's so, I like it a lot, but at the same time, I'm like really the biggest motivation <laughs> to finish the chicken coop was the poop on my patio. Yeah. Cause I don't mind the poop in the grass cause it's good for the grass, but there was poop all over. They, they don't want to be on the grass. I don't get it. There's nothing on the patio for them, but they cut all of them. So this isn't one of our Live lessons. on our patio. This isn't one of our lessons. Try to like, get in the house. <laughs> if you don't want to deal with animal poop, like just say no to animals. That's true because animals poop <laughs> and shed. Those are like realities. So Okay, so we couldn't get the main coop built until a few things got checked off of our list because we moved into the house. Yeah. We had some inside projects like building the boys' bunk beds and getting the beds off the floor. We had a deadline for our next book due. So that took a lot of our time and focus. Uh, work, life, starting a new season of homeschool. Moving in. Starting we, the podcast. Yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of stuff going on. I feel like every minute of the day was accounted for for like the whole next year. Yeah, it totally feels like that sometimes. But what finally like motivated us to get moving and just do the chicken coop was knowing that winter was coming. Where we live now gets snow earlier than where we used to live gets. And so it was like this, now there's like a deadline. We see on the, the calendar, it's like snow's coming. We're like, oh, we should probably give them a place to stay And that pushed us to move forward and start doing it. So when you started out to um, build a chicken coop, you, like I said earlier, you, you didn't have 
uh, plans that you were going by. So you yeah, basically no looked at this situation and you said, <laughs> okay, this is where I should start. Here's a post and here's a post and yeah. here's a post. You started measuring and then you had to go back to our scrap pile and see if pretty much like piece by piece, if we had what you needed as you went. Yeah. The benefit of, of recycled wood is that I didn't have to pay for it. The downfall is that I literally have no idea what I have. And you had to check through all of it, make sure it's straight. And yeah, well, and then I would, I would put a board up and then it split in half because it was not good yeah. wood and I have to pull the thing off. And so that that's where the difficulty of this comes in is never doing this before. No plans. The wood is not new. And so I'm, I'm just dealing with literally hacked pieces of wood, yeah. old pieces of wood, twisted pieces of wood. And then every once in a while I'd catch you just kind of like mid project staring. Star staring up at not every once something. In a while. And I'm, Standing behind you with my gloves on, ready to help, going, what is the holdup? Like, what are you doing? Well, you would constantly say, like, just do the next thing. <laughs> just and I'm like, go. Just come on. What's the next thing? <laughs> I've got, like, 800 things behind me needing my attention. And I'm I would like, look at you and I'd be like, I literally have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. So the next lesson is encouragement from a spouse goes a long way. And I caught on pretty quick. So I used my words to remind you what you're capable of, previous pro projects that you've just accomplished. Just keep going, Aaron. I pushed you to keep going. <laughs> and... I told you, remember how good you'll feel when you can say, I did that. <laughs> kind of yeah, like how after I give birth. And the it's encouragement like, was good. Because hey, there, there was many times I, I genuinely wanted to quit. Because like I would I would do a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm awesome. And this feels good. And it looks great. And then I'd look at it and be like, oh, but I didn't do that. And I didn't do that. Or I did that wrong. Or, my, or my friend would come over who is a contractor and be like, hey, you really should put some posts between because <laughs> that's not going to hold up the roof. And I'm like... Oh, <laughs> that was divine, timely encouragement for you. It was great. For sure. I, I'm so appreciative. <laughs> but it was those little moments that I, I would do all that work and it would feel so hard. And then I'd realize I, I probably didn't do it right, that I'd want to give up. Okay. But how did my encouragement help you push through and progress? Well, we finished. See? So your encouragement did something. <laughs> you, there was, I mean, you, I was trying to find someone to finish it for me. And then you would be like, Aaron, you're almost done. Do you really want someone to cut? You're going to pay someone to just finish the last few steps of it? I'm like, <laughs> I don't so know much. what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was hard actually. Cause I've never done anything like this before. Framing out like walls and. I, I think you did a really great job. I can't see what. If you saw it, you'd think I was a I, that's pro. What I, was, I was just going to say, I can't wait to see what you build next. I'm really excited for you. Um, mm. Moving on. The What's on the list? Next... I mean, you have a list. <laughs> I do have a list actually. <laughs> I'm going to run it right now. Um, <laughs> So the next lesson I learned that was kind of hard for me was don't be a distraction to your spouse mm -hmm. and don't be demanding. So what happened was <laughs> about a week and a half after some of the ch chicken coop building was going on. Uh, I'm working hard on this thing. <laughs> I know you were working really hard. Sweating. I was dirty. just standing there with gloves on going, here's another screw. Here, what do you need? Water? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, I didn't so do lo much. Lots of time on your hands. So I was you a little bored. Okay. And, and I'm out there standing over by where the kids area is going to be. Yeah. And there's all these like, it's like this brush weed stuff. I don't even know what it's called. It's just the natural, whatever this vine weed thing is. And it's all over in the ground. It's like three to six inches underneath the and earth. And you can't just pull it out. And so my great light bulb goes on and says... Over the weekend, let's change things up. Instead of building the chicken coop, let's do a landscape escape. <laughs> let's mm -hmm. let's go work on the yard. And so I rented for Aaron. I went out of my way to make a phone call and rented a mini skid steer. You know, what a blessing it is that you like, you just did this on your own. I didn't have to do nothing about it. And I asked him to rip up like, it's probably less than a quarter acre, right? Well, what it's happened like, is, what is I, that I woke up in there? the morning and you're like, Hey, by the way, you need to go to pick up this thing so that we you're can You're right. Work. I should have asked you. That That isn't the lesson, but that should be part of it for sure. I was very eager to get this done. And, yeah, and all I'm thinking is like, what? This is what happened. When you were building the chicken coop, I kept looking over in the corner and I couldn't stand looking at it any longer. So something just got to me. But um, I couldn't use the skid steer. It was too big and bulky for me. And so I needed you to do it. We ripped up. It took us like three full days, but we ripped- Three- Three full days. Yeah. Friday, Saturday. Well, three, three and a half, two and a half days. It was Friday, Saturday, half day, Sunday that I had to, I was digging. I was literally digging six inches beneath or the more. entire surface or more of probably a, but I was, almost a quarter acre of our property. But I was helping you because I was going behind you, ripping up all the stuff and making a good pile for yeah. you to take away. So, so thankful <laughs> you were there to help me. I heard more than one time um, in, in, in your kind request to ask that I don't, that I don't 
request anything of you until the chicken coop's done. I heard your frustration, but you were very patient with me. And I appreciate that. Well, the, the whole time I thought to but myself. But I do want to apologize. I'm sorry. Why for am I doing this right now? I know. And this other thing sitting three quarters or no, half done. Barely. Barely half done. I yeah. know. Lesson learned in hindsight. I, think I should have re-listened to our episode about pacing ourselves again. Because <laughs> that did not feel paced. Now, I'm lo- looking back, I'm happy that we did that also. Because mm-hmm. it's, we got it's rid done. of probably 75% of those those vines. Yeah. But man, the the chicken coop would have been done a week Sooner. earlier, probably. I know, I know. So. Okay, well. Uh, this is a, I, I think this is a common thing. We get in the midst of something and f- starting something is easy. But finishing that thing. This is thing true. I have a pattern in my very life difficult. of having a hard time finishing or following through. I do too. I know that about myself. It's a, And so the, the new thing feels fresh, exciting. Yeah. Like, oh, let's, that's, we're, that's not going as, it's not done yet. It's not exciting anymore. It looks difficult. It's hard. Yeah. Let's do this other thing and this will feel better. This mm-hmm. will be more exciting. And what all that does is it just throws a wrench in the gears. So don't throw a wrench in the gears. Well, for you, uh, people out there that have the ideas of the projects, I'm not going to point <laughs> the finger at who that might be in the family. Uh, just know if you want that thing done, time is everything. Don't throw other things on top of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Encourage them to do the one thing All and right. finish it. So cool. that's just, that's one, my little input. If anyone wants to heat it, they can. <laughs> well, moving on in the project, we, we're working really well together. I do want to acknowledge that. Well, at least I feel like when it came to the chicken coop, I did help and you did great. Was there present? The only wanted... frustrations that there were was not against you. It was just my frustration with the project. Yeah, because I felt inadequate. Or but you had some help come out. Yeah, my dad came out. Which, if he wouldn't have come out, I probably wouldn't have finished. The because <laughs> the he helped coop. you with the most challenging part too. The part your, that was most what you didn't know me. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. He my so my dad came out and he's. I've worked with my dad my whole life ever since I was a kid. Every my dad's done everything himself. He had a motto: if if someone can do it, I could do it. And he's just always he's always what a lived lucky that way. woman your mother was. <laughs> yeah, my mom my mom was that kind of person that had the list of projects, and it was like before he finished she found one, a man he, who could do it, he, and yeah. he, she always was adding the next project. But um, he came and he helped me do the roof, and so and that was a pretty daunting part, and so that was a huge huge blessing because it i feel like it like launched me two weeks ahead on the project because if i had to do it by myself it would have taken if i had to do that roof by myself it would not have been done in one day like we did with my dad it would have been because i we literally were doing it together he was on one end i was on the other putting these these boards up first of all i wouldn't have known what i was doing so it would take me just a long time just to figure it out but i'm just thankful that he came and helped me with that it was a huge blessing uh one thing that was um funny that we kept saying to each other because we would be making these, uh, we would put a board up and it would be like crooked. Nothing was square. Nothing square. Nothing's lined up. And we, and we would just keep saying to ourselves, it's just a chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not building a house. I'm not building something that we're going to be living in. It's a chicken coop. Chickens are living in it. Uh, so we which, can't rent it out on Airbnb. <laughs> I think we still could make some good money. There's someone out there that loves chickens enough that would live in a chicken coop. Especially this one. All right. No, I just think this, this idea that, just having a, a healthy perspective of what it is we're doing yeah. to have a good attitude about it. Like keep it re- expectations low. It re- well, it helped me because I was getting stressed because I was like, I'm not, I'm thinking I need to be framing this like I would a house or something that needs to be totally perfect, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's a chicken coop. Yeah. I don't need to be overwhelming myself with perfection. I just need to finish yeah. and do a decent job. And I did. Make the chickens happy. <laughs> and I'm sure they're happy. We need to get them to live in that coop still, but they're they're pretty happy being in the run. At so least. <laughs> here's the big question is, did you prefer my help or your dad's help? There's no question. <laughs> I, I preferred all the help. Oh. So all right. <laughs> any help was 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 um welcome. And so and I was happy that you helped me because there's plenty of times that I couldn't have done it without you either. Oh that was good to hear. Super blessed that my dad came too, because I don't think I would have been able to do the roof. I, could, I probably could have done it by myself, but it would have been yeah, not easy. So. Okay. So we finished the coop, which is amazing and awesome and off our plate. That I'll say 90, like a 99%. What? There's a few things I need to do on it. Fun things like the run? No, like, well, that's, yeah, that's a part of it. The fun, um, like stuff you toys, want to talk about, toys yeah. for the chickens. People are probably like, toys for the chickens? The chickens. <laughs> you know, like a dust bath area? Um, no, there's like uh, some 
things I need to do to seal it up a little bit better, but oh. it's not the end of the world. I'll okay. figure that out later. Cool. Well, how do you like it? I I think it looks really good. I you was just drove up tonight. I just told you, I was like, I, babe, I was just driving up and I saw the, the coop through the trees and it really looks like it fits with the house. <laughs> you did a really good job. It looks good. It does. You would good. never know. And that the I little ladies are happy. Scrapped it together with scrap wood. So. They're laying eggs already for us. And the kids, I can't tell you how in love they are with just the idea of going out there to get the eggs. They're like, mom, this one's still warm. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> well, I actually made scrambled eggs with them. They taste really good. They are really good eggs. One of the chickens keeps laying these double yolk eggs. Like the only egg she lays is double yolk eggs. Hmm. They're these, they're twice the size of the rest of them. I wonder if that means something. I don't know, but I'm pretty stoked. I feel like we have so much to learn about chickens, (laughs) but we have them and we, and they got a place to live. We're, we're winning currently. So why they've heard the story here we are wrapping things up. Why is it good to do hard things together in marriage? What does this have to do with marriage? Yeah. Cause it's a marriage podcast. I know. (laughs) We can't just talk about chickens guys. Well, doing projects it gives you the opportunity to grow and like doing these things this this was a way bigger than i thought it was going to be but we did it and that feels good yeah looking at what we did to communicate we yeah we had to communicate to be a team to like hand each other things and also participate prioritization and and timing of things like we had to we had to put time to it yeah so we had to like sacrifice time for other things I like being um, with you while we were out there. It was a, there was a lot of family time because we had to have the kids out there with us, and it wasn't yeah. like we can just go do something else. We yeah. were like, "Well, we got to finish this chicken coop. We're here today." And we're the kids all got outside. to help on it. Um, yeah. We also get to see each other's abilities. Like I got to see that you were capable of doing something like this. That do you, you like seeing, Do you like seeing me like <laughs> nail wood it. together? I do. I think it's resourceful and cutting wood with a saw. It's cool. I like yeah. it. Uh, we get to en- encourage each other along the way, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think a big thing that happens, we talked about this a little bit with what our kids see us doing. And I think there's a huge value in our children watching us do these things and also being invited into them. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you can come. And a lot of our time that our kids were just playing with a hammer and nails while we were working. Stealing our tools. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have my hammer? <laughs> and why would run and go get it? Cause they, they just want to, they just want to, do that stuff. I remember being a kid. I did. The, I wanted yeah. to do the same thing. So they have different ideas. Yeah, <laughs> lo- loving them, them watching us do this this hard thing, build this thing, and then at the end of the day, be like, "Wow, look what we did." Yeah, because I'm I'm sure they feel like they're a part of it. I think that's a huge benefit to our children. Totally. Um, I think also them seeing us do something start to finish. And for us, it brings that sense of accomplishment, like we did that together. And yeah, not just giving up in the middle. Yeah, it gives us courage to do other things together and to say yes to them when they come. Mm-hmm. And um, accepting hard things for the good that comes out of them, like just having chickens, like we're receiving eggs, that's good. And fun. And fun. And, and responsibility. And building something that they that protects them and takes care of them, and, and it's ours. Um, I also think, because there were times in the middle of it that I did want to quit. And I'm sure my kids heard me say that, but then not quitting. Yeah. Cause that, what that shows our kids is. So it, those feelings do arise. So it's like an opportunity that tests our hearts and our stamina mm-hmm. for when things get tough. Right. And that, that to me is like refinement. And it's something our, our kids gr- are growing in and, and learning. They're like, man, I, I don't want to clean up after myself or I don't want to finish this thing. Mm-hmm. But then seeing us, follow through with something that we also don't want to finish. Yeah. It teaches them that they can too. Yeah. Do you feel like doing things together with me gives our marriage a sense of purpose, even though it's not necessarily kingdom work or like ministry, it's still like purposeful. I'd I'd call it kingdom work and ministry work. I I wouldn't put this on like probably top of the list, but a part of our kingdom work. And we, we mentioned this in a lot of our podcasts is our ministry to our children them watching us work together, create things, build things, work hard, finish projects, even when we want to quit, is ministry to them. It's showing them how to do the same thing, not with a chicken coop, but with anything, starting a business, being married. Yeah. Like they see us go through hard times mm-hmm. and we don't give up. They see us uh, struggle and we then we thrive. Yeah. And like th- that's a, this, this coop is, is a, it's a coop. But to to them and to us, it's just a part of our life that shows them how to be grown up mm-hmm. and how to be faithful and how to continue on and how to do things that are hard. Yeah. One of my favorite things about working together with you is that we're not 
doing it alone. There are times that we have alone time that like a hobby or something that we enjoy doing alone. But when we work together and we need help and we are doing something hard, we're there together and -hmm. we're not just isolated and feeling discouraged because we're alone. We're doing it together. And I appreciate that about marriage and its purpose that it serves there. Yeah. So we got some scripture here that just kind of ties into some of these these concepts. Why don't you read the first one? The first one's Colossians 3, 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So basically, no matter what we choose to do or work on, if we have a posture of our hearts to do it for the Lord, that's a good thing. That's And that's what, what God wants. What else does it mean? Like what? It means would, everything. Whatever It says whatever you do. So if I'm going to be putting my hand to writing a book, as we're doing right now, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be putting my hand to making a chicken coop, building a home, raising my children, homeschooling. whatever homeschooling, whatever our work is, whatever we put our hands to, he wants us to work hardly. It reminds me, and we brought this up in several episodes, several seasons ago about the workers at the temple mm-hmm. and this, this desire that, that, that it was put in them and also the creativity and the skill yeah. to create something beautiful for God. But that's, what we do in life mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's a piece of art, but we get to express ourselves through our work. Yeah. The attitude we have yeah. is how we paint that beauty. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So whatever we do, we're doing it for the Lord. And what benefit does that have to our marriage when we have that perspective or posture? Well, I, if I would have had it more often, I probably would have had a better attitude at most <laughs> sometimes when I was doing it to be more enjoyable and yeah, I mean, enjoy the process yeah. more, um, enjoy just, work. This is hard and I'm, and I'm enjoying it. Like it's good to work hard and do hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think it's beneficial to just recognize that the things we do are more than what the, the thing is. Mm-hmm. More, and, and does that make sense? Yeah. And our attitude towards it, uh, influences or impacts kind of the atmosphere of like mm-hmm. what who's you're experiencing and yeah. who's watching, yeah. <laughs> which is a big deal. Yeah. So the next verse is Galatians 6, 9. And it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So what's beautiful about that is in this thing, there were times that I I felt like giving up, like I've mentioned. But it's it's good not to give up. Mm -hmm. It's good to, to complete something that you start. To to dedicate the energy and the efforts and to, and to show, Hey, I'm going to finish this thing. I began mm-hmm. just like God does in us. He, f- he finishes the work he begins in us. Yeah. When I heard you read that verse, something that came up into my mind is sometimes when you're working together with your spouse and you don't agree on a certain part of the project, sometimes you let pride frustrate you or offenses build up. And so when I hear, don't let us grow weary of doing good, I'm thinking like in the marriage itself, it doesn't matter what you're doing together, but yeah. how's your marriage being maintained while you're doing those things? And don't grow weary of doing good there Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of like your perspective of how the project should result. Well, a good example. I was at various times discouraged, bad attitude, frustrated. It was hard because I would get, and then I'd be, I'll get to a, a problem with this building. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I literally don't know what to do because I've never done this before. Yeah. I don't have the tool for it, whatever it was. You could have gr- gone, grown weary in encouraging me mm-hmm. and could have got just fed up with me and said, fine, don't finish it. But you didn't. You kept encouraging me, which was a good thing. Yeah. Loving me, reminding me that it's a good thing, reminding me that's okay. Also reminding me like, hey, like, why don't you take a break if you can't figure it out? Like, it's okay. Hey, go do some landscape. <laughs> let's, let's take a break and do something else for three days. Something else that frustrates you. <laughs> but that that's a part of that idea of, of not growing where you're doing good to to yeah. the others. Like, so in me and my and how I speak to my children about the project reminding them like, Hey, this is a good thing. Hey, this is an exciting thing. Which you can't say if you don't believe. You got to believe it. Yeah. That's good. So is there a time one should quit mid project? Is that a a good question to ask? When we were discussing this tonight, I I brought this up because I think it would be wrong for us to say, Hey, never give up on a project you started. (laughs) I think there's probably some time that we've endeavored in something and we've actually done this ourselves. There's been projects we've pursued that in the midst of it, we realize this Uh-oh. isn't aligned with where we want to go. This isn't healthy conducive. For our mar- it's marriage. not healthy for our marriage. Yeah. It's not conducive to our ministry. 
and we have to make the hard decision of like, hey, we're going to pull the plug. Mm. And so I would say. Communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> yeah. And also be discerning and prayerful. And, Yield to the spirit because he will tell you. And walk in wisdom. So the thing that we're basically saying here is don't give up on each other mid project. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't, don't get, don't go around doing the good thing. The good thing. That doesn't mean that the thing you're doing is good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which you might uh, have different opinions about. Right. Cause there, there could be something that we endeavor to work on that could actually be unhealthy yeah. or, or, um, unwise yeah. or financially destructive. Yeah. That's, that's a, true. that's a big deal. So good points. I think we're just, we want to give that rounded out view mm -hmm. that we should be aware mm -hmm. of is the thing we're doing something that we should be pursuing. Um, and I, I actually genuinely thought that several times with this chicken. I was like, we could just get rid of the chickens. <laughs> this would be so much easier. Okay. The last verse. We I'm glad we have the chickens. <laughs> I love chickens. The last thing I want to share. The last verse we want to share is Proverbs 14, 23. It says in all toil, there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. And what stood out to me about this is that there's there's benefit to marriage when we help each other accomplish desired tasks. So you've got to-do lists. I've got to-do lists. We work together. We mm -hmm. chomp at them and boom, we're happy. We're satisfied. We talked about this in Marriage After God a lot, actually, about this idea of, of coming together and using our energies and our powers. And our talents combined. and our resources. Yeah, everything. And, and Was that Captain Planet? I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and moving, moving that ball forward yeah. is much more powerful than both of us trying to like tug at each other and right. do our own thing. Now, here's the warning, okay? And I'm sure we can all raise our hand and say we've done it. So this is just for everyone. When we just say... Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to help you with that. That'd yeah, be that, nice if we... Okay, mm -hmm. but don't follow through with it. It causes a lack of trust with words and a frustration to build up that nothing's getting done because we've become talkers and not doers, right? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong here? Well, if I it's something that's worth doing, then it's worth not just talking about. It should be done. Right. And if there's something that someone's asked, your spouse is asking you and you don't think that it's a priority or you don't think it should be done, then you need to save that too. You can't just say, yeah, honey, because that's destructive if you don't intend to do it. Or if you do intend to do if it, but I not say, right now. If I say I'm going to fix that thing, it's going to be done in the next six months. So just know <laughs> that as long happen. as you communicate that there's six months that I'm waiting, <laughs> then we're good. But if you don't communicate that part, it becomes hard. Six to 12 I think months everybody agrees for right sure. now. Everybody's experienced the frustration yeah. of hearing someone say, yeah, we'll do that thing and then it not come. So that's all I'm saying mm -hmm. is let's be encouraging to one another by being careful of our words. Yeah. So I think that's important. The, I think the point is, is not being just talkers, but doers. Yeah. So we now have a chicken coop because we did, did it. Did it did, do? Okay. So, yeah. so is there a thing you listening? This is not for Aaron and I. Our to-do list is completely done now. It's not. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that. Okay. Is there anything in your marriage <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on the refrigerator. What? To-do list done. is done. <laughs> so is there anything in your marriage, anything on your to-do list that feels hard that you've been avoiding? That probably that we, should be done. That, that should be done or is a priority that, that we can encourage you to go take the next step towards it. Even if it's just a conversation of, hey, should we do this? Yeah, <laughs> hey, there's been, there's been a, a handful of books I've read on like habits and productivity and they, they all say something very similar. They say, do the hard thing first. <laughs> this is a big deal. Because often we push the hard thing off until last, but we don't ever get to that thing. I just had a really random example pop in my head and it's probably not a very great one, but I think oh, people will understand. Okay. So I was watching a movie and it had ads playing on it on Amazon. And the first ad started out at like 130 seconds. And I was like, bummer. The second ad was like 170 something seconds. And I was Longer. like, yeah. And I was like, this is not if it keeps increasing. The third one was like 30 seconds and it kept going in, in small increments oh, back up, but it didn't feel like anything because as long as I avoided that hundred and whatever it was, I was okay. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a, I, th I think Pandora or uh, someone has a, another one of these apps has a, it says, listen, ad free. If you click and watch this first ad, and the ad is like three minutes long. Yeah, and you're like, oh, are you kidding me? But all it but is if you is were the to do whole that, ad's broken up, right? If, if you, you would, yeah, if you were to do, do that, you would get the whole thing. You would have no more ads That's for the right. rest of the time. 
And but that's the kind of idea. It's, it's like, like a psychological that, thing. Do like, that hard thing up front. Because then everything yeah. else feels easy. Everything else will feel easy. Sorry for wasting your time with that one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Jen. Okay, moving on. Oh, um, anyways, guys, we just want to encourage you to take that next step towards whatever that hard thing is in your life. And when the opportunity comes um, and you can say yes, to say yes to it, obviously in wisdom. And consider the opportunity you have to work together beside your spouse to do something hard. Or most importantly, if your husband says, no, we shouldn't do that thing, <laughs> maybe you should just not do it. There might be, it might avoid some like stress. And Tension. Some... Okay. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, I think you should do it with a good heart. All right. Right. Moving on. Okay. Weekly challenge. By the way, we hope you guys enjoyed that episode. <laughs> So many people are going to be building chicken Go get chickens. Yeah. Um, so last week's challenge was to do something fun, quirky, silly, pranky. Jennifer just shot me in the face with a silly string. I tried. He caught I me. I saw her coming though. He caught me in the reflection. So it wasn't, I'm going to have to do it again <laughs> some other time. Um, hopefully you guys are enjoying these challenges. And this week's challenge is to write a letter of affirmation and share it with each other. So Aaron, you must write me a letter of affirmation and I will do the same for yes, you. Yes, dear. Thank you. Um, I wanted to share some encouraging phrases, phrases of affirmation for those of you who might need a jumpstart of encouragement. I like it when you, I love your, I appreciate it when you, I value your, I hope we, I envision, I can't wait to. Hmm. So all you have to do is answer all those questions. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want to do that. Aaron. You got, you got a letter. I'm, this is exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. You're going to get, you're going to get one of each of those. All right. Why don't you close this out with a prayer? Dear Lord, thank you for equipping us with strength and diligence to work together in marriage to do good works. Thank you for helping us to follow through with projects and do the hard things. We pray we continue to walk beside each other to do good work, kingdom work, and work that benefits our lives. Along the way, as we encounter tensions or misunderstandings, please fill us with the wisdom and self-control in our responses toward each other. We pray we would not let our pride get in the way of enjoying the process of doing hard things together. We also ask your Holy Spirit to remind us of the truth of your word when we feel discouraged or disappointed. We pray we would not be a distraction to each other, but rather an encouragement to finishing strong. Please help us to have lots of fun as we work side by side in any endeavor we pursue. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Marriage After God podcast. If you found today's episode fun and encouraging, please take a moment to share it on social media or in an email to some of your married friends. Also, would you please take a moment and leave us a review? Reviews help to spread the word about our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and you can always check out more of our resources at marriageuppergod.com. You can follow us on social media for more marriage encouragement on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage After God, at Husband Revolution, and at Unveiled Wife. We hope you have an incredible week and look forward to sharing more with you next week on the Marriage After God podcast. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.